Hello and welcome to this vidcast which is devoted to the return of a long-standing player in the tech business, return to the stock market. The name of the company is Arm. And it's not only a long-standing player, it's also a very specific company in terms of business model. The origin of the company is another firm whose name is Acorn Computers. The company was created in 1978 and it produced the first microchips ARM1, which was in the first PC, which was developed by UK, by the government, by the way, in order to promote the use of personal computers in schools. In the mid-80s, the company is experiencing financial difficulties and as a consequence is going to be acquired by the Italian company Olivetti. In 1990, the company is creating a joint venture together with Apple and NXP, the Dutch company. The name of the company is going to be Advanced Risk Machines Limited, ARM. And the aim of this company at first is to work on a very, very exciting project whose name is Apple Newton, the ancestor of PDAs, Palm, and so on and so forth, which is going to be commercialized in 1993. Unfortunately, the product is outstanding, it's mind-blowing, but it's going to be a commercial failure. As a consequence of this commercial failure, the company is going to develop a new business model. We don't want to have one unique customer and focus on this customer. We want to diversify the number of customers and we're not going to manufacture and produce anything. We design systems and we sell the license. As an example, in the Nokia 6110, there was a microchip which was manufactured by Texas Instrument TI and the design of the microchip had been accomplished by ARM. Then you understand that it is a game with three actors. Of course, there is the OEM, the customer, Nokia. Nokia is selling consumer products, a smartphone. But in the smartphone, there is a chip. The semiconductor partner is producing, developing and producing and manufacturing the chips. But the system itself, which is going to be on the chips, is designed by ARM. ARM is licensing the technology to the semiconductor partner and is receiving upfront a license fee. But that's not the one and unique source of revenue. The second source of revenue is when the partner is producing and selling chips to the OEM customer, ARM is getting some royalty per chip. Do you understand that you have first upfront kind of repayment of R&D cost, and then there will be a continuous stream of revenues as a consequence of selling the chips to the OEM. There's a very strong principle in ARM business model, neutrality. Neutrality means that you can develop chips which are going to be used by any customer, and you can partner with any semiconductor partner. And so you understand there is a diversity of potential customers and sources of income. I previously said that Newton has been developed by ARM for Apple and it did not work. But Apple after 93 is going to experience a few difficult years. In 1997, the company is really in trouble. The revenues are dramatically down from 11 billion in 1995 to 10 billion, 96, 7 billion, 97. This year, the company is generating losses of 1 billion and the net cash is down and down to about 500 million. In February, the same year, 
It's a return of Steve Jobs, the well-known and charismatic co-founder of Apple with Steve Wozniak. Steve Jobs is going to completely transform Apple, as you know. But in order to finance the transformation of the company, he's going to sell the 40% stake that Apple was holding in ARM. And they are going to generate approximately $800 million of cash, which is a nice complement to the $500 million to finance the transformation. This is why John Scully who had been CEO after Steve Jobs and before Steve Jobs, once said that Apple saved ARM because Newton was really a game changer for ARM. But what is also important to remember is that ARM saved Apple, providing cash, 800 million, when the company definitely needed cash to transform itself. Well, probably what saved Apple is not only 800 million because cash is not enough to transform and save a company. Mac OS X and iMac are also probably significantly contributing to the renewal of Apple. Now, in 1998, this is the end of Newton. But in 98, it's also the IPO of ARM on the London Stock Exchange. It's natural to be listed on the LSE when you are a UK company. At that time, there are predominantly two segments, smartphones. Uh, Nokia was a good example, but also Internet of Things, IoT. And the company is designing systems for the microchips which are used in this absolutely fantastic segment. By the way, in 2022, almost two-thirds of systems on chips, SOCs, are produced by ARM. 65% worldwide market share. It's a tremendous success in this business. In 2016, ARM is acquired by SoftBank, SoftBank's Masayoshi son, and SoftBank also completed with um, the SoftBank Vision Fund. What's going to happen is that SoftBank is going to massively invest in research and development, boost investment in research and development, and is going to complete the diversification of ARM in different segments and industries, such as the car business and infrastructure. The announcement of the acquisition by SoftBank was made in 2016, but it takes time to realize such an acquisition, and it was realized in 2017. The price is 25 billion sterling pounds, which represented at that time about 32 billion US dollars. What were the financial metrics of ARM when the company is acquired? If you take the figures, full year 2015, revenues are about a billion sterling pounds. And earnings after tax, the bottom line, the net income is 400 and something. The return on sales, bottom line divided by top line, is about 44%. When the acquisition is announced, we have the figures first half of 2016. Revenues are slightly up for the first six months, a bit more than 500 million. And the bottom line still represents 44% of revenues. So it's an outstanding return on sales and commercial profitability. Now, the price which is paid by SoftBank represents 58 times earnings. The price earnings is 58. And it also represents 26 years of revenues of full year 2015. Of course, it's growing, but these are very strong and high multiples. Interestingly, it's about at that time that Masayoshi-san, the charismatic chairman and CEO of SoftBank Group, starts communicating on his vision of the world. 
I'd like to shake up the world. And he's making a strong reference, which is permanent in his communication, on the Meiji Restoration, with a gentleman whose name was Ryoma Sakamoto, a very strong and important actor in this restoration, and is used as an example to what we should do now to shake up the world. But the question is, how do you shake up the world? Well, artificial intelligence. And if you look at the brain, a brain is a very sophisticated set of connections. In the center of the brain, you have the chip, which is designed by ARM. So ARM is a core business, a core acquisition for SoftBank. As a consequence of the acquisition, revenues are going to go up from about $1 billion plus to $2.7 billion a few years ago. I mean, today, when the company is listed. I previously said that SoftBank is going to boost the investment in research and development. And when you look at the P&L before the company is sold, and today, the R&D is up from 30%, a bit less than 30% in 2015 and 2014 and 2013, to about 40% of revenues there. So it's an R&D company. If you want to observe the evolution of revenues generated by ARM, you have three periods. One, before the acquisition by SoftBank. The third one is from 2020, because now we have the figures as a consequence of the IPO prospectus. And you have the figures in between when the company is fully owned by SoftBank. There are some segment informations provided by the company, but it's a little bit difficult to figure out exactly what happened during this period. Still, we have revenue figures. And what we can observe is that there was some growth before 2015. It seems that growth accelerated while the company was owned by SoftBank. But it seems that in 2022, there is a kind of stabilization of revenues. A few days ago, the company was listed. But a few years ago, the company might have been acquired by NVIDIA, the very well-known company in IT ecosystem. In September 2020, there is a common announcement made by ARM, NVIDIA and SoftBank. And they say that with AI, with artificial intelligence coming from ARM, IT ecosystem, which is so well known by NVIDIA, altogether they are going to create a world leader. There's a strong commitment from NVIDIA. ARM will keep its customer neutrality principles. Otherwise, you understand that NVIDIA is going to conquer and control the world. NVIDIA also commits itself to strengthen the R&D presence in UK, in Cambridge, precisely. SoftBank is supposedly remaining a financial partner in the long term, but with less than 10% in the future. The amount which is proposed by NVIDIA is $40 billion, which can be compared in 2020 to the $32 billion, which were paid about five years before by SoftBank. The amount is going to be paid in cash and stocks, cash $12 billion, and NVIDIA shares for an amount of $21.5 billion. The company is supposed to issue shares, $44.3 million, multiplied by the stock price, the equivalent value is $21.5. But if you add this figure to $12 billion, you get $33.5 and not $40 billion. 
The reason is that Nvidia buys 80% plus of the stocks, but SoftBank temporarily retains 16.25% of the shares. This last figure is supposed to go down to under 10% in the long term. But that's not the end for SoftBank, because there's an earn-out close. If ARM is generating financial performance, which is nice enough, there will be an additional paid price for SoftBank of $5 billion. The day you want to buy ARM, you want to attract people, you want to retain people. This is why there will be a specific share issue, which is proposed to the ARM employees, and it represents $1.5 billion stock options, restricted stock units, I mean, stock-based compensation of any kind. This was a great industrial project, but it's going to be refused, and that was a little bit predictable, by the antitrust authorities. The fight will stop in February 2022. NVIDIA withdraws. It's not the first time that the antitrust authorities are refusing this kind of merger, which was creating a giant, a dominant giant, in 2018, the authorities rejected the merger between Broadcom and Qualcomm. The same year, they had also rejected the acquisition of NXP. You remember a former ARM shareholder, the initial joint venture? The acquisition of NXP by Qualcomm. So it's going to be rejected, refused, and as a consequence, NVIDIA is going to be forced to pay a severance fee of $1.25 billion to SoftBank. Now, if you can't sell the company, and if you want to make money out of your investment, you have to go public. This is the reason why there is one unique alternative, which is initial public offering. Now, what is the mood of the market the moment the company is listed? I mean, a few weeks ago. The market is not extremely excited. There are some other IPOs which are going to take place roughly at the same time. Instacart. Instacart is going to be listed at $42 per share, then it's going to go up a little bit just after the IPO, then it's going to stabilize, and then it's going to drop to $25. Clavio is also a very interesting process. The company is listed for about $32, it goes up to $37, it goes down, and now it's about $32, $33. Quite the same. In the meantime, the Nasdaq is down by 1.5%. So you understand that the market is not very excited by IPOs. What are the main conditions of the IPO? First, ARM is a UK company. So as a company is going to be listed not on the London Stock Exchange, but on the Nasdaq, it's a foreign investor. So the company is not going to list directly its ordinary shares. It's going to be listed through American depository shares. It's not an issue, and your prospectus is named F1 instead of S1. Now, when you list a company, you can issue new shares. The day you need cash, ARM does not need cash because ARM is cash rich. And in addition to that, the financial performance of ARM is strong enough to self-finance, to self-sustain its growth. So the company does not need cash. As a consequence, SoftBank, which wants to show an internal rate of return of its investment, is going to sell shares. It's a SoftBank divestiture. At the end of the process, SoftBank will hold a little bit more, a little bit less of 90% of the share, depending on over-allocation or not. Interestingly, there will be commitments. 
some usual suspects, long-term partners of the company, are going to decide to invest in the shares to maintain the link on the partnership. It represents a total of $735 million. And you can see in the list, AMD, Apple, long-term historical partner, Google, Intel, NVIDIA, Samsung, TSMC, etc., etc., as SoftBank is selling 95.5 million ADS, as the offer price is $51, it represents about $5 billion cash in for SoftBanks, of course, minus about $100 million of fees you are going to pay to the investment banks and the lawyers. The story, the equity story, is about the brain. ARM is in the center of the brain of everything because it is in the center of artificial intelligence. In the IPO process, in order to make it a success, SoftBank is going to receive the nice support from this long-term historical partner, Apple. Apple is going to announce that they have signed an agreement to contract with ARM, which extends the partnership beyond 2040. What does it mean? It means credibility, it means auto book, it means long-term cash flows. So that's a nice support from Apple. Now, consequence of uh, the environment and the IPO itself. What happens to the stock price? The opening price, the offered price is 51. It's going to be a success. The first, year, the first closing price is $66. There will be a high, which is going to be observed very quickly after, of $69. And then it goes down. It goes down and it's going to stabilize and go up a little bit today. The stock price is $54 per share. From $51 to $54, there will be an increase of $3 out of 50, which is about 6%. During the same period, the NASDAQ is experiencing a drop of 3%. From the moment the company is listed, 13th, 14th of September, to the moment I'm recording this vidcast. So it's not a failure when your stock price is up by 6%, when the market is down by 3 NVIDIA was about to buy ARM, but it's interesting to benchmark these two companies and compare their financial metrics. Let's compare them on the same basis, which is full year 2022. And let's first have a look at the revenues. NVIDIA is 10 times as big as ARM, $2.7 billion for one, $27 billion for the other. In terms of return on sales, both are experiencing and generating a high commercial profitability. 25% of EBIT for ARM, 35% of EBITDA. But you remember that EBIT is transformed into EBITDA, adding up depreciation and amortization, but also this non-cash item, which is stock-based compensation. Again, options, RSUs, and so on. NVIDIA is generating an EBIT on sales, which is lower than ARM, 16% as opposed to 25%. But as a company is significantly distributing stock-based compensation to its employees, the EBITDA represents 31% to sales. 31% for NVIDIA, 34% for ARM, the commercial profitability is high. But you remember that commercial performance is not performance. Performance is return capital employed. Then the capital employed at ARM is about $1.8 billion, out of which goodwill represents $1.7 billion. 
So the acquisition expenses are roughly the capital employed for arms. There is no manufacturing and property plant and equipment of any kind. The capital employed without acquisition is 0.1, which is absolutely negligible. As a consequence, the return capital employed is 36%. The company's assets turnover is 2.7 divided by 1.8, which is multiplied by 25%. 36% is a very high return capital. This means that the company has a fantastic growth potential, but together with profitability, performance, and return capital. What about NVIDIA? The return on sales is 16%. The company's capital employed represents $20 billion, including $6 billion of goodwill. Yes, there are manufacturing footprints and facilities at NVIDIA. As a consequence, the assets turnover is just a little bit more than 1, 1 1.3, which is multiplied by 16 to give a return capital of 21%. In both cases, return capital and growth, even though the growth is not that high for ARM in 2022. If you want to forge your own opinion about the financial value creation of a company, you divide the enterprise value by the capital employed. The value of the business operations divided by how much was invested. It's 32 times for ARM, which means that a dollar invested in the business has been transformed into 32 dollars of value on a capital market. This multiple, which is named the market to book, is 56 times for NVIDIA. So a dollar, again, invested in business operations, has been transformed into 56 dollars of value. This is a fantastic value creation for both. But it looks better for NVIDIA, and it's the same for enterprise value on revenues. How many euros of revenues are justifying the enterprise value of? 21 euros for ARM. So the company is worth 20 euros of revenues when NVIDIA is worth twice as much, 42 euros of revenues. The return capital is less at NVIDIA, but probably in the mind of investors, prospects for growth are probably a bit higher for NVIDIA. Now, where do we stand today? I told you that the current stock price is $54 per American depository share per share. It represents a market capitalization of $55 billion. Quite good news for SoftBank and NVIDIA. They were right. One buying for $32 billion, the other one proposing $40 billion. They were right in their estimations. And today, some financial analysts anticipate that the stock price is going to double $100. I just said that at $54 per share, the company is evaluated for 20 years of revenues. Now at 100, it's going to be 40 years of revenues, which is, by the way, the multiple for NVIDIA. So it's not a completely irrealistic assumption. You remember, it was a video in the academy. Snowflake was listed for 100 years of revenues. And at the end of the day, the stock price went a little bit down. But what is very interesting is that SoftBank keeps 90% of the shares. It probably means that Masayoshi-san anticipates the stock price is going to go up again. Maybe he has the same opinion as a financial analyst. But any time I read some optimistic anticipations about evolution of stock prices, I remember the statement made by John Davidson Rockefeller. Rockefeller was the first American person to become a billionaire in dollars. 
and his wealth as a percentage to GDP has never been reached by any additional person, such as Bill Gates or whatsoever. Rockefeller used to ask the question, how much money does it take to make a person happy? It's a question about wealth. It's not wealth. It's just one more dollar. So if you want to make somebody happy, it's not how many dollars you hold. It's the additional dollar which definitely makes you happy. So Mr. Masayoshi-san is probably anticipating a lot of happiness and additional happiness from R. Thank you very much.